This Sikha of the Rebbe on the topic of Bitochoin and Teracht Gud Vedzayin Gud is being learned. L'schus hashlucha henya bas bracha dveiraleya l'refua shleimu akreva take it from the Admamish betoiv hanireva hanigla. The Rebbe says that on the Posig, Vayigdal Moshe, Moshe grows up, Vayetzi Alechov, he goes out to his brothers. He sees an Egyptian man striking another Yid. Moshe Rabbeinu kills the Egyptian. Then the next day he goes out, and we have the story of Dosen and Aviram fighting. Moshe Rabbeinu says to the Russia, Lamosake, why would you strike your fellow? One of them responds, Halargani, are you going to kill me like you killed a Mitzri? Moshe Rabbeinu is afraid, Vayira Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu is afraid, and he says, Indeed, the matter has become known. The next passage describes how Pari, in fact, does hear about it and wants to kill Moshe. Moshe needs to escape to Midian. On the words, Vayira Moshe, Moshe is afraid, Rashi explains, Kipshutoi, it means simply and literally that he was afraid. He was afraid because right now the news that he killed the Egyptian was known. The Medrash says that Moshe Rabbeinu was afraid. He was worried because he now sees that amongst the, Rosh, Rosh, the Yidin, there are these Rishoyim that are ready to inform and so on. And he's concerned that maybe they're not going to be deserving to be redeemed. The Rebbe asks, what's the reason why Rashi does not suffice just with a simple pshat of the Posik? that he's afraid for his life because now it became public knowledge that he killed the Egyptian, why does Rashi need to bring the Pirish of the Medrash that he's concerned that the Yidin are not deserving to be redeemed, which doesn't have a remez, that doesn't have any sort of hint in the Pasuk, especially that based on this Pirish in Vayiro Moshe, we now need to go into the next part of the Pasuk. When Moshe Rabbeinu says the matter has become known, and once again, we cannot learn it in the simple sense that the matter that he killed the Egyptian was known, and that's why he's afraid. But now Rashi has to bring the pshat that the matter that he was wondering about, Rashi continues bringing from the Medrash, the matter that I was wondering about, why the Yidden deserve all of this hardship, now I know the reason. Now I know the reason for this. So why does Rashi not suffice with a simple pirush? That Moshe is afraid that the matter has become known. Says the Rebbe, the explanation is very simple. Rashi is coming to explain a general problem in this Pasuk. And that is, why is it at all relevant, this detail, that Moshe was afraid and that he says the matter has become known? Seemingly, this fear didn't actually cause anything and bring to any anything practical. In other words... Moshe Rabbeinu does not run away from Midian now because, to Midian now because of the sphere. After Moshe Rabbeinu is afraid, Pari hears about it, Pari wants to kill him, and that's when Moshe Rabbeinu runs away. So seemingly, the, the point that he was afraid doesn't actually add anything to the story. The Rebbe on a side note points out that you cannot say that the same question will apply to the whole story of Dosan and Aviram, because seemingly the pastor could have just said that Moshe Rabbeinu killed the Egyptian. Pari heard about it and Moshe Rabbeinu needs to run away. So why is the story in the middle about Dosan and Aviram fighting relevant when they say to him, who placed you as a chief and as a boss and, and do you want to kill us, etc.? So the Rebbe says that we can understand 
why that was all relevant. Because Rashi himself tells us on the words of Ayishma Paroi, how did Paroi hear about this? Because they, Dawson and Aviram, they informed. And how did they inform? Because they were, in other words, they, they were the ones that heard, that saw the whole story happening with Moshe killing the Egyptian. This is the way they were able to tell Paroi about it. And therefore, this part of the story is relevant that they are fighting and they tell this to Moshe Rabbeinu. But it still does not answer of why the part, it's relevant to tell us that Moshe Rabbeinu was afraid. And this is why Rashi brings the Pirush of the Medrash, that Moshe's fear was re- actually a worry about maybe the Yidden don't deserve to be redeemed. Now, the Rebbe is mainly going to focus about the simple pshat, that Moshe Rabbeinu was actually simply afraid. And the Rebbe says, since we know that that first and foremost, the, the Pesach has its simple and literal meaning, especially in our case, that Ashi doesn't just bring the Pirush of the Medrish, that Moshe is concerned why the Yidden are in such trouble. But Rashi brings the simple Pirush, and he, in fact he brings it first, that Moshe Rabbeinu was simply afraid. So we must say that even according to the simple Pirush, of Ayira Moshe, of Moshe Rabbeinu being afraid that he's afraid for his life because it was found out that he killed the Egyptian. So in, there must be in these words also some reason why the Torah is telling it to us and in some way it's going to explain to us at least on the Drush level of why the Pasuk is, why it says it over here, there must be a strong significance. In order to understand this, the Rebbe first looks at another place where the Torah describes fear. So the Rebbe says, the Medrash says, on the Pasuk, Vayiro Yaakov, when Yaakov encounters, he hears that Esav is coming towards him with 400 men. Vayiro Yaakov, Yaakov is very afraid, and he's distressed. Says the Medrash, Reb Menachem says in the name, Repinchas, excuse me, says in the name of Reb Reuven, that um, there were two people that were promised things by Hashem, and yet they were afraid. The one that's the most chosen of the Avois, and the most chosen of the Nevi'im. The chosen of the Avois is Yaakov Avinu. Hashem says to him, Hashem promised him, I'm going to be with you, and yet Yaakov is afraid. When, as the Pasuk says, Vayiro Yaakov. And then the chosen of the Nevi'im is Moshe. Where Hashem also told him that I'm going to be with you. And Moshe Rabbeinu ends up being afraid. This is in the story of fighting Oig Oig, Oig Melech Abashan. Hashem has to tell him, Al-Tiroi, so don't be afraid of him. And who is al being said to be telling someone, don't be afraid? It means obviously there is some fear that he has. So there's actually a machloikas in the Mepharshim of the Medrash in what the message over here of the Medrash is. There are some Mepharshim that say that it's actually coming to tell us the greatness of Yaakov and Moshe. That even though they were promised by Hashem, nevertheless, they were so humble. They're not not relying just on that guarantee because they are afraid. Maybe there was something that they have done to be now undeserving of this promise. And maybe Hashem is not going to keep this promise because they did something wrong. On the other hand, there are Mepharshim that say that no, the Medrash is trying to tell us that we should not learn from acting in this way. In other words, they should have not been afraid. Rather, to be completely secure in their trust in Hashem and not be afraid. 
And the Rebbe says, this is really, if you look at the Medrash, the simple reading of the Medrash would seem to be more this way, because the Medrash then goes ahead and says how the Navi is actually telling off the Yidden, and telling them that you forgot about Hashem, the one, the one who made you, and you're constantly being afraid all day long. In other words, the Navi is telling off the Yidden for being afraid. Says the Rebbe, we need to understand, or we're going to try to examine over here, the opinion of the Mepharshim that say that real, this second one that we just said, that the appropriate way is not to be afraid. And the question is, what is actually the problem with thinking that Shema Gara maybe I did something wrong for which I don't deserve anymore these promises of Hashem? Seemingly, as I said before, there seems to be a great virtue, a great, a great quality. That this person is so, so humble that he's constantly worried that maybe his avoida isn't perfect. Maybe there's something wrong in his avoida. The Rebbe says, the truth is that this question really applies to the whole concept of bitachon for which we were commanded. What does the word bitachon mean? Bitachon, trust, is not only an amuna, it's not only a belief in a, and a faith that Hashem has the ability to do good for me and to take someone out of his trouble, but rather that he actually trusts with confidence in Hashem that he's actually going to do good. In other words, the person is absolutely certain, and therefore he's completely calm, he's completely relaxed, he's not worried at all. And as it says in the Sefer, that the idea of bitachon is menuchas nefesh habuteach, that the person trusting is completely relaxed, completely serene, that his heart is completely trusting and relying on the one who he's trusting in, that he, he's going to do that, he's going to do good, he's going to do that which is good in that which I'm trusting in him. In other words, the thing that I believe is going to be good for me. So we need to understand what is the basis for such certainty. Since if even when we say that there could be an absolute guarantee from Hashem, it's still possible that the haftacha, that the guarantee shouldn't happen if some sort of hate, if some sort of sin got involved. So how much more so, if there isn't an actual clear promise by Hashem, then surely seemingly a person wouldn't be able to be confident that things were going to go good. Especially, says the Rebbe, that this concern, Shema Garam that maybe someone did something wrong, exists by each and every person, as the Pasuk says, that no one is perfect, there's no tzaddik that is absolutely perfect, that does good, and there's nothing lacking, nothing missing in his avoida. If we say this even regarding Yaakov Avinu, that was worried, Shema Garam that maybe the sin caused me not to be deserving of Hashem's promise, for good, then how could each and every person just have this absolute confidence and be talking? So the Rebbe gives a suggestion that perhaps we could say that the bitachon, this trust is based on an emunah, based on a faith, that everything comes from Hashem. And therefore, when a person is in a certain time of trouble and distress, it's not chas v'shalem that there is any other power in the world, that there is any power in that thing that's causing the distress in any way whatsoever, Obviously, everything is coming from Hashem, and therefore, the person is completely relaxed, completely calm, because, either way you look at it, everything is fine. If the person, in fact, doesn't deserve anything bad to happen to him, then he's absolutely certain that Hashem will save him from this. And that is, even if there's absolutely no room in nature that he should be saved, 
Because who could stop Hashem? Who's going to tell Hashem what to do? Hashem could change nature. On the other hand, if the person is not deserving for this kindness, and he deserves a punishment, he's still relaxed, he's still calm, because he knows with certainty that the sorrow, that the trouble that he's getting is not as a result of this particular physical thing that's happening to him right now, but it's coming directly, purely from Hashem. And therefore, his only fear is only from Hashem. And furthermore, the actual fact that this is happening to him, he realizes it's for his own benefit, as it's known that even the punishments of the Torah are always going to be coming from the kindness of Hashem to cleanse the person from the blemishes of Zavera. And therefore, there's no room for worry, there's no room for fear. So this is a suggestion that Rebbe is giving that maybe this is what we mean with bitachin. And therefore, there's no contradiction. It's possible that a person can have absolute bitachin, trust in Hashem, even though that he, even though he knows that maybe a sin is going to cause for him not to be zoicha, to be saved from this particular tzara, that still does not take away from his serenity because he knows it's all happening from Hashem and Hashem is in control. And the fact that some of the Mepharshim say that, that according to the Medrash, a person, Yaakov shouldn't have worried, Moshe shouldn't have worried, and therefore we shouldn't be learning from them. That's only because according to the simple reading of the Psukim, it seems to be that they're actually worried from the one causing the trouble itself, from the one causing the distress. Yaakov seems to be worried from es- of, of Esav. And there, as the Pasuk says, Vayira Yaakov Mo'id, the Yaakov is very afraid, he's distressed, and that's why he goes and splits all the people into two different groups. Similarly, by Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem is telling him, don't fear Oisoy, don't fear him, don't fear, fear Oig. So it seems to be that he's fearing the source of the problem. And this is what we're being told, that that could be a, a, a lack in Bitochen in Hashem, because of course, obviously, everything is coming from Hashem. So again, this was one suggestion that the Rebbe is saying, but the Rebbe is not satisfied with it. The Rebbe says this is not enough of an explanation. Because the simple idea of what Bitochen is, the simple idea of this trust is not only that the person is calm and relaxed, but he's actually certain, he's trusting with a confidence that things are going to be good, but toiv hanirev hanigla specifically, he's, sh- he's certain that Hashem is going to save him from the trouble. But according to what we said before, the way we tried to explain it, so, in, so then what we're saying is that no, this kind of trust that everything is going to be good, that could only happen by someone that's going to be a very, very big tzaddik that would, ne- would have never done an Aveira. Only he can be sure everything is really begin- going to be good. And that's not shaykh for most yidin. As we said before, in tzaddik bars, there's no one that's perfect, that does only good and not anything wrong. And who is actually the one that could come along and say, oh, I completely deserve only the kindness of Hashem. And therefore, for most people, we would say, Bitochen, if this is the way we understand it, then Bitochen would just mainly be that if I, even if I'm not Zoycha to the kindness of Hashem, I'm still calm, I'm still relaxed because everything is coming from Hashem and it's for my good. It's just not seen in a good and clear way. And only the Tzaddikim that are absolutely 100% perfect and not even worried that Shem and only they would be able to have an absolute Bitochen that things are really going to be good, but the Rebbe says this doesn't seem to be 
the bitachon that we understand simply means that we're constantly, that every person is able to have real bitachon in Hashem, that things will be good. The Rebbe looks at the Choyves Halavavis. The Choyves Halavavis writes, when he's describing the things that cause one to be able to have proper bitachon, and when bitachon is possible, now this Choyves Halavavis over there is describing of what the person you are trusting in has to have in order that you should be able to have that full trust in him. And then, I, then the Chayvis Halavavis, of course, applies it to Hashem. So the Chayvis Halavavis says that the one you're trusting in has to be someone that is in the absolute most generous person, kindest person, and that he's going to be generous and kind, whether the person is deserving or undeserving, and that his kindness is constant, ongoing, never stops. That's That's the kind of... That's who we could have trust in. So in other words, when we're applying that to Hashem, and of course by Hashem it applies so much more so, the idea of Bitochen is based on this idea that Hashem is going to do good even to someone that's undeserving. Not like we said before. And so we get back to the question, yes, even though it's true that Hashem's kindness and Hashem's mercy and compassion is for those that are undeserving as well. But as said, seemingly it's possible that a person does deserve a punishment for what he has done. So what is the basis for this absolute bitachon that a person is so certain and so sure that Hashem will do good to him even if he's undeserving? Says the Rebbe, we're going to understand this based on the words of the Rebbe the Tzemach Tzedek that was brought a number of times by the Friedek Rebbe. The Tzemach Tzedek responded to someone that was begging the Tzemach Tzedek to be to daven for a person that was critically ill, chas v'shalom. And the Tzemach Tzedek said, Tracht gut sein gut. Think good, then it will be good. Which clearly implies that the actual thinking good, that things are going to be good, in other words, the actual bitochen, that itself is what's going to bring the good results. How do we understand this? Says the Rebbe, the idea of bitochen that we are commanded on is not just a detail or an outcome of the general concept that we believe that that everything comes from Hashem and that Hashem is kind and merciful, compassionate and so on. Because for that we wouldn't have to have a separate obligation. Fine, we have the emunah that everything comes from Hashem. Rather, this idea of this trust that everything is going to be good, this is like a, a this is a special avoider. For itself. In other words, the essence, the idea, the concept of this avoida is that the person is completely relying on Hashem. He's completely throwing his whole lot in the hands of Hashem. Or as the Pasuk says, Hashleich al Hashem Throw your whole burden, your whole load onto Hashem. That he has nothing else to rely on in the world other than Hashem. Says Rebbe, this is really what the Pchavos Halavavis is saying. When he, the Chayvus Halavavis tells us that Bitochim is like a person that is a prisoner down in the dungeon in the Rishus, in the domain of his master, and his whole, he's relying completely, his whole trust is only on his master, he's completely given over in his hands. Nobody else could harm him, nobody else could help him other than his master. And that's really what we're speaking about Bitochim is that he realizes that he's completely only in the hands of Hashem. And therefore, the Rebbe says, this sort of bitachin in Hashem is in a way that the natural, what's going on naturally doesn't make any difference whatsoever. 
And even if B'derech HaTeva, it's impossible to be saved. He's completely relying on Hashem. Hashem is not limited in any way by Teva Chas V'sholem. And that itself is the basis for his talking that Hashem will do good for him. Even if he's undeserving to this kindness. How is that? Because B'tochen does not mean that he believes that since Hashem's chesed is without any limitations, regardless if the person is deserving or undeserving, therefore, I'm surely just going to get kindness of Hashem without any avoidah, because clearly that would go in the face of all the concept of reward and punishment. Rather, what we're saying is the B'tochen itself, that is the avoidah. This is an avoidah, this is a special yegiyah the person is having within himself. And when he works on having such level of bitachin, this itself brings all the kindness of Hashem that comes as a result of a person's avoidah and effort to put such trust in Hashem. In other words, by the person relying completely from the depths of his soul only on Hashem, to the extent that he's not worried in any way whatsoever, then this is oiderus itself causes that Hashem should act in with him also in this sort of way, that Hashem does good with him, even if in fact otherwise he wouldn't be deserving. Says the Rebbe, this is the pshat of what the Torah tells us, psukim like, betach ba Hashem, trust in Hashem, and, and similar and, and psukim and pisgamim, etc., that the person needs to throw his whole load, his whole burden on Hashem, knowing that Hashem will be good, do good for me, betoi va nigla. And in a way that he's relying purely only on Hashem without any make, making any sort of cheshboinus, without any making, and without making any sort of calculations, whether it's even possible to be saved. And when a person acts in this way, then the conduct from with him from above is also mida connected mida. That Hashem watches over him, has rachmanus on him, even if according to the normal calculations this person wasn't deserving that it should be good for him, and the, the Ebishta does it in a way of betoiva nirvanigla. Says the Rebbe, this is the pshat of what the Tzedek says, that the bitochin itself will bring to the good results. Tracht good, ved sein gut. In other words, it's not just a side point in the bitochin. Rather, this is the gather of bitochin. That's what bitochin is all about, to really have this full, absolute trust in Hashem. The Rebbe brings it back now to the story of Moshe Rabbeinu. Says the Rebbe, now we can explain that this is what the Pasuk is trying to tell us in the Pasuk. That Moshe Rabbeinu was afraid when he heard a Jew telling him, are you going to kill me like you killed the Egyptian? The Torah is coming to teach us a very major yesoid in this concept of bitachin, as we explained. That bitachin itself is what brings to the Yeshua of the Abishter. And from the positive, we can also understand the negative. That when a person is chaz v'shalom, not saved from the Torah, it's related to his lack of bitachin in Hashem. And therefore, when the Pasuk says, Vayira Moshe, Moshe was afraid. And he says, The matter has become known. Immediately, the next thing is, Paroi hears about it and wants to kill Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu needs to run away. What the Pasuk is telling us is that because Moshe Rabbeinu was afraid and didn't have that sort of absolute trust that nothing harmful is going to happen, from the good things that he has just done. He protected Ayid from a mitzri that was striking him. He told off two Yidin trying to stop a fight between two Yidin. So he was doing good things, and he doesn't have that trust that surely everything is going to be good. Then that itself causes that Paro hears about it, wants to kill him, and Moshe Rabbeinu needs to run away. The Rebbe adds another point. The Rebbe says, this is also what the Pasuk is saying, 
that Moshe Rabbeinu said, over the matter has become known. Now what happened over here was, it wasn't only in Moshe Rabbeinu's mind that he's only thinking that there's going to be trouble, he actually said it verbally as well, which therefore is in a certain sense emphasizing even more the lack of that bitachin. And not only did it come up in his mind, but he even verbalized it. Whereas if he would have had that absolute complete trust in Hashem and wouldn't have been concerned and worried at all that the matter has become known and that it will reach Pari's ears, then that itself would have been, would have caused that the matter would have been forgotten. That means Pari would have not heard about it and Moshe Rabbeinu would have had everything The Rebbe concludes with a very, very powerful Eiro in Maisebapoil. And the Rebbe says, when a person encounters all sorts of menias vehicles and all sorts of problems trying to stop him in his way of Torah and mitzvahs, he needs to know that the way of getting rid of these menias vehicles is completely dependent on him and the way he acts. And if he has absolute bitochen in Hashem, that the Abishtah will help, that it should be good to the extent that he's completely calm and relaxed about it without any concern in the world. Now obviously he still does what he needs to do b'derech hateva, to remove whatever these hindrances are. But we're guaranteed that tracht gut wird sein gut, that that's exactly the way it's going to be, that all of these problems will go away, and he will have good, in an open way, that the eyes could see, down to earth, and that just like by the Geul of Mitzrayim, it says that in the schus of Bitochin, the Yidin were taken out of Mitzrayim, so too by the Geul of this goes. The Medrash tells us, that the hidden deserve the goal just in the reward, in the merit of the hoping of the trust itself. That's exactly what should happen to us. That in the schus of the bitachin of the Bnei Yisrael, that that Hashem's salvation is very close, will be zoicha that the Eibushter will take us out of golus.